G'day guys and welcome back to Karate Over Coffee. Now before I start, yes, I have a cold, so sorry about that, it is a little bit nasally, um, but I have a new microphone, so I splurge on a new microphone and, and being at home now, I can record podcasts a little bit more often um, if I have a topic and um, uh, yeah, so the sound quality is going to be a lot better moving forward. Um so if you're new to the podcast um, or, or new to me, my name is Shane McMahon and I've been practicing karate since I was four years of age. My father was the first official karate nerd. Uh, sorry, Jesse. Um, but uh, he started karate in the late 60s um, and he has been obsessed with karate ever since. So all I really know is karate. I tried a few other martial arts like Aikido and Hapkido over the years, but um, never, never, karate was first and foremost, never really strayed away from it. So the longest break I had was for a few months uh, when I moved to Korea, to South Korea. Um, but as soon as I, as soon as I got sort of settled into Korea, I, I thought I'd take a bit of a break, but no, uh, I got the twitches. So I just, just wanted to find a, find a dojo. So if you haven't listened to any Korean episodes, go back and have a look. They're, they're pretty crazy and funny. But um, so for myself, I suppose I'm in a unique situation in in my experience in karate. Um, so I've been I have been teaching karate since I was 13. Um, now I'm 40, almost 42. So what almost 30 years of teaching, um, and of those years i mean a, a lot of those i am teaching four classes a day five days a week so it's a little different to when somebody says they've been training karate for like 30 or 40 years 50 years yeah that's you know like training twice a week for an hour or hour and a half a session compared to training and teaching like 20 times a week that's that's a it gives you a totally different perspective um, when your life revolves around things like, re, you know, refining a timetable, teaching to different levels and ages, um, and like evolving a syllabus. Um, so, so my, my dad instilled on me many years ago to think differently, to ask questions. Don't be afraid to be, to be in the minority if you think you're right. Um, and that has always led me and the AKA, so the Australian Karate Academy, my dojo, to be to be different to everyone. We have no official style um, like a like of karate, like a goju or a shodokan or a shitoru. We we never wanted to limit ourselves. Um, we, didn't, we didn't want to have the or approach. You know, we wanted the and approach. You should have can or shitoru or kyokushin or goju. We just wanted to consume as much as possible without restrictions on on being a style of karate. And because of this approach, maybe I have alienated karateka, um, especially through the podcasts, in my Facebook posts and and stuff like that. Um, alienated people who you know disagree, and that's fine. Like I'm okay with that. As long as you're you're not just blindly following your sensei, you know we should all be asking questions, um, especially around the history of 
of your style or your your school or your ruha where did it come from how what did it look like before and why was some so many kata and karate changed um i mean i don't have the answers but i'm always i'm always trying to find out more and more and more rather than just blindly accepting answers so but let's so i put up a post on my own personal facebook page um that got that garnered a few responses nothing like a few or like five or six seven years ago when i posted a question about dropping the pinang cutter um i think that was my my, my very first uh episode a solo episode without without reese um so if you can go back and have a listen to that one um yeah that's cool um but so this is this is the this is what i wrote and this is like kind of like you know on the fly i wasn't really thinking too much about it um but the back the excuse me the background is i was asked to teach at a seminar where there's a few a few presenters and the other presenters were going to do kata and kata related bunkai and um like i've been to god so many seminars where it's all based in and around the same sort of thing you know learning a new cutter or learning a different variation of a cutter and doing the the bunkai and man, that's boring to me absolutely does not interest me in the slightest nothing against the other presenters like what they'll teach is awesome but for me i just i just wouldn't be interested i, w I wouldn't attend I, I wouldn't go to that seminar um so you know I, then i started thinking about the cutter that we teach and is it is it too much is it um you know are we teaching the right cutter so then i then then i wrote this so too much cutter and not enough karate that was the topic it seems that every seminar, whether it is in person or online, is based in and around kata and its kata-related kihon and bunkai. There is little wonder people outside of karate think karate is useless if we are all promoting, if all we are promoting in seminars is kata, kata-related kihon, and kata-related bunkai. I'm obviously in the minority, but that just doesn't interest me anymore. I don't want to learn 75 different possible ways a 90 degree turn in a cutter could be a throw it's led me to the point where i feel there is too much cutter in my own adult syllabus i'm considering dropping even more cutter and below is a possible cutter syllabus so from white belt to shodan naifanchi shodan and seisan shodan to sandan pasai kosokun and yondan and above chion gojuchio and chinto so you know at, at first at first glance um that was the, that was what i wrote and then that was it and there's about maybe 40 responses or so i mean I, I responded to some of them but maybe 20 people 30 people chimed in which is cool it's great everybody was pretty pretty supportive but um so when when you're looking at like at, at first glance removing cutter may seem like the exact opposite from a traditional practice of karate where kata has been the centerpiece it's been the centerpiece of karate now for many years kata has been a primary vehicle for transmitting techniques concepts ideas movements from from sensei to student uh, through the physical practice and also verbal explanations like kuden 
Um, I've actually, I did a, an episode on Kuden. If you're not sure what, what it is, go back and have a look. Or have a listen. Um, what I wanted to do is, what I want to do from moving forward is really immerse myself in a handful of kata. Kata that is specific to my experiences like in Shudite. Um, so that's that's why I've chosen those kata. Uh, my, my sensei, Mitani Kazuya, he teaches, he's 90, by the way, still teaching in um, uh, in Chiba, just outside of Tokyo. Um, he teaches Pinanidan and Naifanchi Shodan as a primary way to teach Kumite. He utilizes the movements in Pinanidan, like the three-punch oizuki moving up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in, our, in our style, I suppose, in, in our interpretation... Uh, we deliver the oizuki before the foot touches the floor. If you watch any WKF Kumite, Karate Combat, UFC, they also utilize this movement because it is fast. It's much faster than waiting for your foot to touch the floor. Sorry, just had to clear my throat and mute it for a quick second. <laughs> I wasn't pausing for effect. So, um, so when we do this type of movement in all of our oizuki, all of our forward movement, whether it's a, an oizuki or a jodanuke, chudanuke, sotuke, shutuke, gedan shutuke, the hand finishes before the foot touches the floor as it, as it becomes a natural movement. Most, most modern karate kata, oizuki finishes when the foot touches the floor or the punch is delivered once the foot, the, once the foot touches the floor. But for us, it is delivered before the foot touches the floor. What we are trying to do is build muscle memory for when punching a target, whether it's a moving target, like in sparring or kumite, a focus pad or a heavy bag, the punch is delivered before the foot touches the floor. So all of your weight is in that punch rather than when the foot touches the floor, the weight is on, weight is in the floor and the momentum has sort of stopped once that foot touches the floor. But for us, we're generating power through through our, our fist. So all of our weight is going into the punch. We teach Pina Nidan in our adult syllabus too. Well, the concepts anyway. So the concepts and the movement. So most of our Kion is Oizuki moving across the floor. One, uh, single, double, and triple punch movements, just like in Pinanidan or Takyoku Shodan uh, or um, Fukugata, th th those sorts of movements, you know, moving forward. But the hand must must hit the target and retract before the foot touches the floor. Um, this it's really that is the only key on that we do for gradings. So our key on element is small compared to like a Shotokan or a Shitoru or a Shoranu. Our, our Kion is really based on Oizuki movements. Um, so he he also utilizes the, um, for Nofanshi Shodan, he utilizes the, the rear hand for defense and the front hand for attack. So that's a principle that that he uses from, from Nofanshi Shodan. Um, it's, it's hard to describe over a podcast, but the rear hand is sort of defending your face as you, as you attack with your front hand. So he looks at it as, as Pinanidan is for Oizuki 
Well, my fancy showdown is for Kazamizuki, so or front fist attack. Um down is when you're switching legs, so when you're moving forward, uh, attacking the opponent from a longer distance. And no fancy showdown is for not switching legs. So in no fancy showdown, it's just the one side, you know, right, 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 or left, 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 not right, left, right, left, right, left. Um, so that's no fancy showdown is more for close range, using a jab type movement like a front fist um, when when it's had a, a when the opponent is closer in. Um, so the reason I chose no, chose no Funchy Shodan and Seisan, I mean, we already do Pinanidan movements without actually practicing the, mm, the stylized, uh, movements in a pattern. So we already practiced Pinanidan and we practiced No Funchy Shodan and Seisan. So both of those are a great foundation cutter with some really fantastic concepts and, um, a, a lot of different cutter kihon as well. Um, and having only two kata, um, plus we also have a bujutsu kata as well, uh, a bujutsu kata, uh, bow kata, staff kata. Um, God, I hate saying that word staff, bow staff. <laughs> anyway, um, it means that students can really like sink their teeth into just just seisan and naifanchi shodan um, and really polish them. For shodan to nidan and nidan to sandan, we have Kushokun and Pasai as they represent the Shuri style kata and have unique elements not found in other kata. There are many versions of both of those, uh, you know, Kusenku, Kenku, Kushokun, Kushokun Dai, Kushokun Sho, as well as Chetnyaru Kusenku, Chetnyaru Kosokun. Uh, however, we'll only practice just the one Kushokun and the one Pasai. Mostly the Pasai is known as Oidamari Pasai and Koshokin is a Koshokin Dai. So they're, they're the, the versions that we'll practice. Um, and lastly, Sundan to Yondan and above, we have um, Jion, Gojushio and Chinto. And again, these have unique sequences that that are actually really great Kumigata drills. So there's techniques in those kata that aren't found in other kata. Um, and the kumigata are, are flow drills um, that are unique to each cutter as well. So Jion, it, Jion is not a shuri tei cutter or not a shuri cutter, um, but I learned a version uh, through Kinja Hiroshi Sensei, um, a version from Hanashiro Chomo, uh, who um, was a, a sensei of Kinja Hiroshi. Um, and I really love the oizuki movements and the feet movements, the transition movements, um, in Gion, it's got really, it's got some fantastic movements in it, and actually punching, jo <clears throat> excuse me, punching, jo <clears throat> can't can't say it, punching Jordan in uh, in some of the movements. Let me just have some coffee. Oh yeah, that's better. So it's like Itosu didn't want me to say punching Jordan, <laughs> but um, so yeah, in the in that in a version of the Gion that we practice, it is Jordan punches. Um, and Chinto and Gojio have some really awesome, unique, unique movements. And, um, it's also a way to preserve the versions of Kata that Kinja Hiroshi was teaching. There's not many Kinja Hiroshi students left. Um, some claim to be Kinja Hiroshi mm, students, but they don't practice Kinja Hiroshi Karate, uh, whereas... Mitani Kazuo does, and, and through Mitani Kazuo, we, we do. 
So we, yeah, we utilize the principles and concepts and techniques um, from from those versions uh, of the Kinjo style kata, and that's a big reason that we we're keeping that I'm keeping the the kata to to those versions. Um, as far as the bunkai goes, oof, let's open a can. But I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with the with our two person kumigata drills. And I want my members to become uh, so great at those that it becomes second nature. That muscle memory, bang, is 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 like a kumite match. Uh, I'm I'm really I'm no longer interested in the what ifs as as in like. This turn could be a throw. This turn could be a neck crank. This turn could be a joint lock. Uh, we did those in the 90s, man. And it's 30 years later, people are still doing them. Like, we have set drills, kum, the kumiga, kumigata drills. So they're from Kinja Hiroshi. And then we've adapted them using the the same, same pr principles and concepts and techniques that my dad taught me. You know, things like closest weapon, closest target. Um, just just concepts and, and uh, movements that that are also that are in our kumite, how we teach kumite, and the same as concepts as on how we teach the kata, you know, uh, driving off that front knee and um, when the foot is you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe or natural stance to natural stance, it's the, the response will be different. Um, the, only, the only issue I have with bunkai are those that are still teaching and training in bunkai against you know like basic karate attacks as in like stiff karate attacks this yeah we've all seen them the the step forward punch block punch kick nonsense kata bunkai cannot look exactly like kata it's harmful to it is harmful to to the development of karate the wkf bunkai is absolute garbage i hate it the bunkai application should should have them show when you're looking at bunkai or applications, this is how it should look. There's got to be an attack, a defense, a response, and a throw or a grapple or, or a finish. So the finish the finish can be a throw or a grapple, um, but sometimes it's not needed when the response is is a you know a, a, a strike um, of depending on the attack so the attack is it's got to be a non-karate type movement it can't be a mawashigeri or a perfectly timed kazamizuki and gyakuzuki you know the the bunkai or applications oil or however you want to refer to them the uh, kumigata they have to be techniques um attacks i suppose that are, I don't want to say like a real world, but something that a non-traditional karate person would do. Swing punch, hook punch, a push, grab, headbutt, these these sorts of things. Not not a perfectly timed oizuki to the body, you know, and you step back and do a chudon, uh, chudon block. Um, it is it is completely, complete garbage and if your dojo teaches that then you've got to move your dojo your sensei doesn't understand karate for those who are wanting to do competitions in our dojo and we have we have maybe like five adult athletes that want that are competing 
I just teach them the latest version of whatever cutter is winning. Um, and then I polish it with, you know, polish their timing and techniques. I can, I see cutter competition as a dance and the best dance wins. So um, somebody asked me on that uh, Facebook post if I wanted to drop cutter to focus on something else, but like Kumite, but no, no, not, no, I don't, I actually want to drop cutter so I can focus on more cutter on more cutter practice. So instead of having, I mean, we didn't have really have a lot of cutter in our syllabus either. Um, but instead of having 12 cutter, you know, we now have six cutter. So that way we can spend more time on cutter. Um, not on various cutter, but focus on cutter and really study and polish them. Um, and that way we can also polish other areas of our karate too, like our throws, takedowns, joint locks, the kumigata drill, stand-up grappling, etc., etc. Um, so I love cutter as much as anybody else, but um, I just think we spend too much time on cutter and cutter-related kihon and cutter-related bunkai and not enough on actual karate. Um, if you disagree, let me know. We'd, we'd love some feedback. Thanks, guys. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell your dojo friends about, about the podcast. Um, and I may, might be totally wrong. Um, but uh, the more we can get people thinking and talking about karate rather than just blindly following, the better everybody's going to get. Anyway, guys, cheers.